0: How is the mic doing? Mic check, three minutes to go. Happy Friday. Welcome to the Q&A. Every Friday at noon Eastern Standard Time, I answer any Amazon question. My name is Stephen Pope. I'm the founder of My Amazon Guy. We usually get about 150 to 200 questions every Friday, so I can't get to every single one. We do prioritize those that are members of the channel. Feel free to hit that join button right now to become a member and get prioritized. Um, or if you just want to do a sticker donation, we'll, we'll jump you in the line uh, to do those as well. I also have a gigantic lightning storm outside of my office today. So hopefully I don't lose power on a flash or anything. But if so, I will be as back as fast as possible. I'll jump on my mobile phone, whatever it takes to make it happen. Shout out to our friends over uh, in Pakistan on Facebook. You guys are great. Uh, we got lots of people joining us on YouTube today, uh, as well as LinkedIn and we can answer any Amazon question today about PPC, design, SEO, catalog, brand registry, and much, much more. All right, so let's go ahead and dive in. First things first, welcome to the channel, Tian. Thanks for becoming a member of the channel. We'll jump straight into your question because you became a member today. In SEO phase three, if I use strike zone keywords to replace existing keywords, Will I lose ranking for keywords in rank one through 20? Also, how to determine if my listing is ready for the next phase for each phase of zero to four? What a fantastic question. I love kicking things off with some SEO. So first part of your question, you will not lose ranking by removing words from your title and other locations. This is one of the most uncomfortable aspects about selling on Amazon is continuing to optimize a listing. But guess what? It's okay. It's not set it in and forget it. And nine out of 10 times, if you remove a word from the listing that you're indexed and ranked really well, let's say you're in the top five positions and you just move that word out, nine out of 10 times, you will maintain your ranking because the word itself got you there, but you're gonna keep it because you converted on the word to begin with. So it's safe to rotate those out and you'll get additional exposure by rotating. So uh, that's the answer to that question. And then as for how all of these phases work, we have a new graphic. I'm really excited about this graphic, by the way. Very brand new graphic about all of our phases. And I'm going to pull up on screen here. I have not actually posted this graphic on social media yet. So let's dive in. It's going to be very difficult to read this because it's a giant infographic. We're going to zoom in. So this is how we're going to go through our SEO phases today. So I have a picture of me as an old dude right here. We used one of those uh, photo apps of sorts. We'll go in even further here. So you get a nice big picture of me looking old, right? Like that's that's an old Steven. That's what I'm going to look like. Not much difference on the hair. (laughs) <laughs> already bald. All right. So here's the key things you need to do. Update your listing every three months. Update the search term field every one to two months. Update the alt text every one to three months. Update the bullets, the A-plus content, and you'll be in really good shape. So as we scroll down here, here are the phases. Phase zero, we made this after we made the first three phases. That's why we called it zero, is the research phase. This is where you do all the identifying. Phase one is about indexing, optimized listings with the best keywords. Phase two uh, is our pink keyword update. They actually discontinued the pink word brand analytics, unfortunately. And then that's about incremental indexing. So essentially what we do in that one is we take words out of the uh, search term field that are already in the title. Phase three is about strike zone. These are keywords between rank 20 and 50 that you're going to try and raise the rank on. Phase four, market share. Increase your market share for top keywords. We call it the ICAP marketing funnel. And uh, here are a lot more information about how that works. So if you're watching this on the replay, you can hit pause and kind of go through this. We're going to post this on social media. Uh, I haven't queued it up in our content machine yet, but a little bit of information about all of those. And what's really cool about the iCap Marketing Funnel is that you can increase your market share on impressions, clicks, add to carts, and purchases. One of the best fun things. And then here's the best part of the graphic, I think. Here's every section you can go in and edit. Search term field right there. Title, bullets, A plus content, alt text. Those are the core functions of things you guys need to focus on. All right, so big in-depth answer on our SEO phases. Let's dive into the next question. I got, uh, yep, go ahead, Geraldine. Uh, I got a one-start review for my new launch. If I remove inventory and list again, will I get the honeymoon period again? Nope, you will not. Uh, however, wh- well, okay, hold on. If you make a new ASIN, you will get the new honeymoon period. If you um, are using the same ASIN, you will not, unless you delete the entire listing down to a single word. So uh, that's really rough, by the way, getting that first one-star review on there uh, very sorry to hear that. Oh, so what exactly is a minimum price column on prime exclusive discounts in advertising? Basically it's the price you can't go below for, for a product to be live. Um, it's a little confusing, minimum advertised price or map pricing just basically delist your item. So it doesn't go below a surprise. So let's say you normally sell your item for $20 and you set the map to 15, and then you made a a coupon code, a promo code, or a discount, a sale of some sort for more than 25%. So it would go under that $15 mark. The item will strand until you either adjust the map or adjust the price back up. So that's what it's built for. Most companies, most Amazon sellers do not use this field, but corporations do it all the time because they have an official company-wide map policy. So that's why that exists. It's an old school uh, thing that came, um, sometimes also referred to as IMAP, internet minimum advertised pricing. Very seldomly spoken about. I've had many boardroom conversations about the topic of MAP, but it's super boring. So we're going to move on. Jeff, part one, thank you for your video on the brand referral bonus program. What is the average percentage back for supplement sales in the health and household category? I don't know. Does anybody know the answer to that? I actually don't know the answer to that. I'm gonna guess 10%. Because I think that's what the overall thing is about for everything, but I could be wrong on that. I know that they're for the first time ever, Amazon is increasing their affiliate payout. Uh, and they 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 created attribution so you can get brand referral credit when you have a link going to your own brand store, you'll get 10% of the sales. Uh so check that out, that'll be good. Part two, what have you found to be the best channel to drive off Amazon traffic to Amazon for brand referral bonus program, Google ads, Facebook, et cetera? Website, number one. I'd say Google and Facebook are pretty neck and neck right now for number two and number three. (coughs) People I know want to leave a review. How many degrees of separation would be needed for this to be okay? How deep will Amazon dive? And what connections are okay for someone to leave a review? So I, I would say uh, if you are connected to them on Facebook, it's going to be a problem. And that's where most people get in trouble. Now, if you never ask for a review and family and friends just leave one, I think you'll be OK. But if they share the last name and they're in the same city in the same state, it's going to cost some red flags. This is a proportional question, though. So it's about the number of reviews per SKU. So, you know, one thing you could do to protect yourself, Jeff, is is just like, you know, don't lambast everyone in the family with the same skew at the same time. Right. Uh, you're not spo- you never incentivize reviews. You're not supposed to ask for reviews from friends and family. You're not supposed to. People do it. Uh, I don't see very many people getting in trouble for it. So it's definitely on the blacker hat side of things. Um, and I like to stay in the nice white area. Um, but here's kind of my white hat answer. Reviews don't matter. Uh, they're overrated. And what matters more is conversion, CTR, and all these other things. So don't worry about reviews. I launch products all the time and I do great without reviews. Karen, is there any relation a category has on a product ability to rank for relevant and important keywords? Assuming the category currently is and still accurate, but there are more accurate categories. I would leave categorization alone unless there's a catalog problem. Parentage is affected or ranking is suppressed or something, right? So like if you're marked in an adult category, generally not a good thing, right? So, but if it's just like the subtle difference, like you're going from like knee pads over to knee braces, probably wouldn't do it. Probably wouldn't worry about it. I don't think that's going to cause too much of an issue. Fourteen days ago, I had two thousand organic keywords and two thousand sponsored. So, not exactly the golden ratio of one to two. You got one to one. Generally, want to see one sponsored for every two organic to get that golden keyword ratio. Geraldine, we need to write a note to make more content about the golden ratio. That was people really liked that concept. I did SEO phase three by duplicating the most important keywords, in exact match from throughout the listing. Now the organic keyword count is fifteen hundred. PPC untouched. So, uh, Karen, how about what? How are sales doing? So, it is possible that you do some SEO work and your rankings go down. That is technically possible, but I doubt you're going to lose twenty five percent from removing keywords like that. It just doesn't it does not happen. Um, so, there could be a fluctuation for a variety of reasons. You could also just happenstance be in the midst of an algorithm change, or if you updated your main image and your conversion went down or your CTR went down, there could be all kinds of other uh, affecting reasons. What I would do, Karen, is look at the 500 that you lost, because hopefully you're tracking these keywords and see what got lost. And if those were words that are relevant and important to you, you could always revert some of the listing and see if they come back. Um, But but generally speaking, if they were not important keywords and you weren't in the top 50 ranks for it, it wouldn't affect your sales. So go look at your sales. If sales are the same, it may not be important. If sales are down, um, and by the way, this is the lowest sales velocity weekend of the entire year, which is why Amazon's talking about Prime Day. This made up holiday. We're going to go into Prime Day, everybody. and It's going to be this great play. We're all going to make more money, right? It's not how it works. It's not how it works. What what happens is is that when a company has a bad day in the year and they make less money, what do they do? They throw a sale on. Well, in the case of Amazon Prime Day, they've made up a new shopping holiday. And so what happens is is the week and a half, two weeks before Prime Day, everybody stops purchasing stuff. Prime Day comes around and then they go and purchase stuff. So Prime Day will be big, 100%. It'll be like 2X a normal Monday. right? It'll just be gigantic. But if you looked at your chart, the week and a half, two weeks going into Prime Day, the sales are going to be static as compared to the previous time period with Prime Day included. So uh, holiday weekend for July 4th, this is the weekend that most people travel. They're looking at fireworks. They're doing barbecues. They're out of their house. I'm actually surprised we have as many people live with us today. Usually it's a pretty dead weekend in general. It's like a Memorial Day weekend going into July 4th. So um, yes, sales suck right now. You could be losing keywords just for that reason alone. Kaleem says, hi, hello, right back at you. And let's keep going, Geraldine. Uh, Jahil says, uh, what is a good top of search percentage modifier to use for prime days? 10 to 20% too conservative relative to the amount of search volume that is usually expected. Uh, I would say... I would say that's probably too conservative, specifically for Prime Day. You're going to probably need to be thirty to forty percent specifically on Prime Day, uh, but but ten to twenty percent is generally good overall. I would generally say that's a good good percentage, uh, run of the mill. But on a specific holiday, when PPC uh, spend is spiking, generally not going to be good enough. Now, with that said, a lot of people are going to uh, run out of their budgets, um, and late in the day, Prime Day advertising is where the action is. So if you can get that Prime Day action like 5 to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard, that's where I'd put the bulk of my budget if I were you guys. That's how you're going you're gonna to win on Prime Day. Should you create new Prime Day specific campaigns to use best converting highest keyword volume? Uh, Prime Day specific campaigns are going to be super expensive and I don't think they're going to have any holding power. Uh, I don't think it's going to be worth it, truth be told. I do think that if you uh, are doing this in October, going into the Q4 rush, it'll be tremendously valuable. That's when I would really invest in this. But for, for Prime Day, I'm just really soft on Prime Day. Uh, I don't think it, it deserves the attention it gets. And I also think that because the sales are so soft going into Prime Day, that overall it has no impact. Uh, So trying to buy and waste money for a single day of sales in the middle of the lowest converting two-week period of the year, not where I would focus. Keep up the good work. Thank you, Ali. Saw the MAG video. What are your thoughts on PPC targeting modified broad match for all use cases to launch a new product, to rank a mature product? Is it effective and recommended? It's pretty safe, I would say. Um, the, the key to running broad match modifier is making sure you use negations. It's it's very much like running a standard broad match or auto campaign. You have to negate bad keywords. If you don't, the campaign will suck because it's pulling in lots and lots of keywords that aren't normally um gonna be showing up on a phrase or an exact match campaign. So so whenever you're doing broad match and auto, just make sure you analyze the search term report once a week and add negations. And if there isn't enough impression data on the search volume, then try and find trends. For example, um, I sell this uh, beer glass right here. This is the way. I know that I'm never gonna sell steel. I'm never gonna sell plastic. I'm never gonna sell unbreakable. These are words that could show up, but I should permanently negate them across the whole account. Thinkerish. When inputting the tracking numbers in Seller Central, do shipping tracking numbers have to be entered by SKU? Trying to think about this one. I don't think so. Um, Well, hold on, let me think about this. So if you're loading a template file, you would need the SKU, yes. So I I think I understand what you're asking for. You need the SKU to associate it because there could be multiple SKUs in the same ASIN. So I believe the answer is yes. If anybody has an opinion on that one, feel free to weigh in. I hadn't thought of this one before. Once my product have arrived, is it still up to me to set a start selling date? If you don't fill it in, it'll go live automatically. I do recommend that you fill it in with the post date and then pull it back once it checks in at FBA. So for example, today is July 1st. And if you have um, a launch date for August 1st and your FBA inventory arrived today, your product will not go live. You need to update that selling date to go backwards. Um, one of the things, a lot of people are gonna be launching products is they go into Q4. It's the best time to launch your product is in October, November. Catches people by surprise. Anybody who's done it though, understands The demand and the conversion is so high during Q4, the Christmas rush, that you you can ride that wave. So a lot of people are going to be launching products. So if you have a product that you're going to launch, best day of the week to do it, Sunday and Monday, in my opinion. And setting your launch date out in the future so the optimization can take hold. You have FBA check-in. You have all of these things in order before you're live. Super important. That's why you would set a future selling date. Really great question is targeting today's deal placements or prime day with a broad match modifier worth it, or would typically be more of a wasted spend? I would put some regular average day bids on it. Yes, there's going to be demand, um, but I wouldn't bid high. I would just do average bidding, especially because I think you're going to get the uh, nighttime traffic on prime day when everybody runs out of budgets. So that's, I would, I would play the long game on this one personally. House and Hughes. You guys are awesome. I love your products. Have you heard of anyone combining brand referral bonus with affiliates? I've been asked this question. I do not believe uh, there is any reason this wouldn't work. Uh, The affiliate links would then connect using a UTM code uh, and the brand links would count towards your account. So I do believe both will work. I haven't personally witnessed this, but this is my basis of understanding of how tracking codes work. I can't come up with a reason why they would not want that to happen. So uh, yes, I I would try it if I were you. I've actually been trying to get my own affiliate links to work. Uh, Amazon does not pay me out on, on Amazon affiliates right now. It's been frustrating. I've been trying to fix that. David Scott says, can you explain your price, sales price, list price, difference, and requirements? It would be my pleasure to do this. All right, let's do some screen share. So we're going to go to my Mega Pints, and on here, here is the price. That is the regular, run-of-the-mill Joe Smith price. Underneath it was, this is called list price or strike-through pricing. Right there, it's also known as MSRP. These are all synonymous. Manufacturer's suggested retail price. You often hear those car dealerships say, hey guys, this $2,000 off MSRP, what a great deal. Yes, I'm giving you a sale and a made up number that I made up so that you would think you were getting a deal. That's what list price is. That's what its whole purpose is. Sales price, which may be difficult to locate an example of that, will often look like this as well, where they'll have a price in red striked out with the with the black price showing up. That's what sales price could look like. As you can see here, this product is a dollar lower than it normally is. And so it's got this nice negative 6%. This is Amazon innovating on sales pricing. They want to show like, hey, what kind of deal you're getting right now. So you can see that there. Good question, David. Hopefully that's helpful. You do want to include your list price. Fill those out. Karen says, can you compare my ASIN with my top competitor and tell me what you would do to catch them? By the way, I'm moving away from generic items to unique and niche, my ASIN and my competitor. All right. So what we're going to do is we're going to pull some of this up and type in some ASIN. So Bravo 07, Nancy Ralph 2, Charlie 5, Bravo, Bravo. We're going to pull it up on screen here. Assuming I typed it incorrect. I believe I did. Yep. So we got the chin strap right there. Lots and lots of reviews on the Regal Living one. And then competitor, Bravo08DR16XGV. And right here. All right. So I feel like a quarterback from the Broncos right now looking at this. Those on Reddit get the joke. Um. So the listing comparison here very similar product, very similar angle. What I like about the Regal product is that you went with the older demographic. I think that's the correct choice because the older demographic is the one that's going to actually be using this. I cannot personally foresee this being reality. Just literally cannot envision an attractive, young, 22-year-old couple sleeping with a chin strap. I literally cannot visualize like this, like does not compute. So of the images, this is the one that sticks out the worst for me. Um, I think the rest are super appropriate. I do like the older demographics showing up a little bit of an older woman there. That's good. When I see this, they are going for the young angle. And I mean, this dude looks like he's 22, right? Right. I think that's the wrong angle uh, to chase. However, the data shows that it's working, right? So, hell of what I know, right? I mean, clearly what they're seeing here, uh, they, they they have something that's working. So, so this is a question of targeting the customer angle. I think their bullets look worse than yours. I think you're doing better there. Uh, I think titles are about the same. They're calling out upgraded, but sure. I mean, I don't know how much you can upgrade a chin strap, quite frankly. So overall, I think you've got all of the optimization elements in place. I think you could probably expand your brand story, link to some of your other products, get some more content in there. But I do like the way this looks. Uh, pretty good. I think I think this could be a little bit um, better. Maybe have a module with three images since you've got so much text with the one, two, three, four, five right there. Lots of text here. All this is good. So you're beating them on the optimization elements. I think your A-plus content is superior. However, I do like their steps. Angle to it. I think that just helps people see themselves using the product. But at the end of the day, uh, you guys have pretty much the same product. You're beating them on price. uh, And it's going to be a question of advertising to see who wins out on that in the end, most likely. Great question. Amazon PPC apparently has 10,000 unique campaign limit. Have you ever encountered this? (laughs) I have not. Uh, this is, this is news to me, actually. I bet there's a company that has run into this before. That's probably Quartile. Those guys make a freaking campaign for everything. So I wonder if you archive some older campaigns to see if it will let you, uh, make some new ones. That would be my first inclination. Uh, the other thing I would do is I would ticket Amazon and say, Hey, can you remove the 10,000 cap? Uh, but I'm hoping that the archiving will allow you to get out of that. Um, hopefully that will help. All right, let's go to the next one. Mike says, when you do SEO phase one through free, do you actually see an increase in sales after doing the SEO phases? Yes, absolutely. The proof Mike is that you're going to index and be seen by more consumers. Now, as you go through SEO phases one through four, which one are you going to feel the most impact to? Most likely the latter phases three and four, because you're actually getting clicks and add to carts. But if you don't index for keywords, you don't have a product, right? So like, if, you, if you're only indexing for a thousand keywords, but your competitors are indexing for four, four 5,000 keywords you are missing out on 80% of the market share of available impressions, right? So you have to you have to focus on every single phase of SEO. You have to index, you have to incrementally index, then chase some strike zone keywords, and then go for market share. If you only go for market share, you're gonna see an impact. You're gonna see some movement there, but you're gonna see less impact if you index for more keywords to begin with. So it's a long-term investment with a long tail payout. And indexing is the easiest of the phases. So you might as well do it. That's kind of my philosophy. You mentioned one of your videos that you have a contact with Amazon that can send an invite for a second account. How can I get an invite? Mike, send me an email. I'll give you an introduction. No problem. Uh, Just send it to podcast at myamazonguy.com. Happy to do that for anybody in the Amazon seller community who's got um, a US account. Happy to do that for you. Jeff says, should you use a sponsored display competitive ASIN targeting campaign for the week after Prime Day to take advantage of the traffic they generated for their ASIN on Prime Day? So maybe, it depends. Uh, If you are spending at least $10,000 a month on PPC, I would say yes. If, If below that, probably not. Uh, the more you spend on PPC, the more likely you're going to have to use sponsored display ads because you're running out of um, diminishing returns on sponsored campaigns. Uh, I don't recommend DSP until $50,000 a month. I think sponsored display can be tested after $10,000. Uh, and I think that the uh, 90% of your budget, even up to 50 grand, will still be on sponsored products. But you can put 10% of it over into sponsored display for some branding effects. Ryan Goo. Hi, Steven. ICAP question. This is our marketing funnel, impressions, clicks, add to carts and purchases. Um, I coined the acronym. I coined the term. My product has brand shares of five, six, six and one percent. Seeing a huge drop from cart to add to purchase. That is a gigantic drop. Yes. So you had a little bit of a um, I wouldn't call it a pyramid or a tornado because it's pretty much static. It's more like a log, and then it became a twig, right? And so what that means is, is you have you have a, a great percentage of impressions. You have a great percentage of clicks and add to carts, but they're not finishing the purchase. So, so Ryan, here's what I would do. So if I screen share, what we're going to do is we're going to add... Uh, is there... Okay. One-time purchase. I'm, so I'm going to add this to my cart right now to demonstrate this. And in here, when we go to the cart, I'm actually going to pull this off screen. I don't, I don't necessarily want to show my address here live. So let me make sure that doesn't add my address. Cause I think it might, let's find out. It does show my address. So I'm going to scroll down. Um, okay. So address is off screen now. Let's pull that back. So in here, They're adding it to their cart, but they're never actually physically going to the checkout or they're never actually clicking the place, the order. And so what I've increasingly seen is that Amazon is advertising in the cart. And so what could be happening, this is what I would do if I were you, Ryan, is go to your cart, add your own product and see if there are competitor ads, competing products showing up that somebody is bailing for. And if so, analyze the heck out of those listings. Like what is it about your competitor that's luring them away at the last second? Uh, If you have a high ticket item and you're experiencing only a 1% purchase, a 80% drop off, it's because the the consumer is bailing and buying somebody else's product instead of yours. It's a big problem. You, You need to take evasive action and figure out why there's a, there's a burnout dump off, grab some water. Um, So good question on that. Let's go to the second part here. Price incrementally. Any ideas what brand share is normal for purchase? Is 5% drop from cart to purchase irregular? It's very irregular. Keep in mind that everybody has less people purchasing the farther down the ICAP marketing funnel they go. But you have lost 80% of the market share that you had earned, right? So this is the ICAP marketing funnel right here. You start with impressions. You go to clicks, add to carts, purchases. You'll notice that it gets smaller as we go down because you expect to get less and less of the people. This is found on the search query performance report, which we're going to pull up next right here. We're going to switch over to age of sage. And, and you guys have heard me talk a lot about my sage candles for cleansing house. I was able to get 22% of the market share. It's actually gone up since I did my graphic. Right, So 22% of all clicks, more than one out of five people, almost one out of four people click on my product for this keyword. It's a really powerful case study. Uh, search query performance report, incredibly important. Everybody needs to be using this. PPC people need to be using this. SEO people need to be using this because I spent a bunch of PPC on this term to increase my ICAP marketing share, my market share. And, and so It's not normal to see a giant drop off from add to carts right here to actual purchases. See how I have only a 10% drop between these two? That's not, that's, first of all, that's not good. You'd want to see it be static or increasing ideally. Um, But of the purchases on this particular search term, 42 people purchased it during the week of 25, week 25 here, and and 19% of them went to me right? That's a good number to have. So when you look at these numbers and you see it went from 6% add to cart to 1% brand share in your particular instance, that's a major problem. You need to do some serious customer engagement to find out why. You need to run some pick food tests, figure out why are people not physically hitting the purchase. Got a new member of the channel. Let's go over to Farhan. Thanks for joining the channel today. We appreciate you. Uh, We'll go to your next question right off the bat here. For display retargeting, I've had success with 7D, I think that's for day, lookback period, but not with any other windows. Any tips for other lookback windows to perform better? I don't have a lot of good advice on this one. I haven't really thought about lookback windows a lot because we don't have a lot of control over this. But what I would say is, Um, 80% of people buy within the first 48 hours, I'd say the rest of them pretty much within seven days. And then after that, it's pretty sparse. Um, so I don't really have a great idea or suggestion to you on this one, Farhan. I apologize. But if anybody else has a great idea or concept to talk about, look back windows, please add it to the comment section. I want to help them out. Let's go to the next one. My ASINs have dropped below 100 for rank in my category. How can I diagnose what is causing that drop? What can I do to bring my rank back up? So are, are you saying you have less than 100 organically indexed keywords? Because if so, that's that's like you fall you fell off a cliff. Like you've got like a broken um, entire body right now. If that's the case, that'd be really brutal. How can you diagnose the drop? Well, track your keywords using a tool like Helium 10. You guys can use the promo code MyAmazonGuy50 to get 50% off Helium 10. That's my plug for the day. And when you're working on keywords, you do need to track them because if you make certain changes, you could lose some value. And You want to know whether the change worked or whether the change didn't. You got to know whether things are going up or things are going down. So how can you diagnose the drop? I don't know if there's a lot of things you can do if you're only at 100 keywords index. It's almost like you have a brand new listing and nothing has occurred um, on the listing at all. So my best advice, Farhan, is check for some hidden suppressions. Type in your ASIN. I'll I'll demonstrate this live. So if we go on to Amazon, actually, I'm going to Google this. I've never Googled this. Let's see if I come up for number one here. Uh, Nope, 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 nope. All right. Well, that's what I get for trying. So we're going to go over to Amazon. And we're going to type in the keyword. So I I dominate on Amazon for the the keyword. there, There we are in position one for ads, position one for Amazon's choice, highest rated. And my organic listing is all the way down here. So if you are worried about whether you have a hidden suppression, I made that term up, I coined it. And if you type into search results, the ASIN, just like this, see how my product comes up? First organic slot. If your product doesn't come up when you type in the ASIN, like this, that means you have a hidden suppression and you have a big problem. You need, to go, you need to go figure out why. It's almost always the title or the main image. So check those out. I would check that first. But overall, I would say there's, there's probably a lack of sales in your listings. Check out this uh, nice My Amazon Guy mug. We started making some tumblers. It's kind of fun stuff. Um, if you like today's podcast, slam that like button add a comment about what your favorite thing is so far. We're, we're, we've got a long way to go, but would love the appreciation. Karen says with the recession now officially here. (sighs) I mean, I've been talking about how we're in a depression for more than eight months, guys. Like we're not in a recession. We're in a depression just because the government finally admits something doesn't mean we're officially here Two consecutive quarters of negative GDP. How should we, as Amazon sellers adjust to move differently to deal with the storm, to come. Well, I would say you need to make sure that your dollar goes as far as possible. You need true grit. Number one skill of an Amazon seller is true grit. It's not, I have an MBA from Harvard and I can use Excel sheets. Nope. It's not that it's grit. Amazon sellers need to make sure their dollar goes as far as humanly possible. You need to be careful with where you spend the money. You need to make sure that you don't have dead inventory. You need to liquidate. You need to invest heavier inventory positions on good inventory because the inflation rates are skyrocket high. And and you know, thank you government for the inflation rates uh, for printing out forty percent of the money supply and then wondering why we have twenty five percent inflation rate. Uh, but but with all of that said. You're going to buy, you're going to put your products um, in categories that you know are going to be around evergreen long-term. So for example, if you have um, a product that's a gift for a gift category, your sales are down right now. It's harder to sell a gift when somebody can barely afford gas and milk and food and all the staple items which are costing more. So categories that are staple items are doing great right now anything else is going to go down. So just keep that in mind when you do your forecasting and your your budget allocation and make sure you have a pad. Make sure you have cash in the bank. Cash is king and will keep your business running smoothly. Syed says, hello, my idol. Oh, uh, you guys, you guys with the idol commentary, you make, you make me uh, smile and blush. Thanks. Mag, I have a question. My profit margin is 34% and my total tacos is 23%. How to reduce this? I'm getting only 25% sales in organic. Should I pause all broad video and focus on exact match? So it would be helpful if I knew your overall budget because very different on the budget question how I might answer this. But let's assume for a moment, you spend around $5,000 on PPC a month. I'm just gonna throw a number out there for the sake of conversation. And if you have a tacos of 23%, that means you're trying to grow. That means that you're spending a significantly higher proportion on PPC than most of your competition by about 7 to 8 percentage points. Um, So you're spending a lot more than the competitors. So does it make sense for you to pull back some of your tacos? Answer, Most likely, yes, if the item is older than 90 days. If the item is older than 90 days, that means you should be shooting for a tacos of under 15%. And and if you're at the 23, your margin is problematic. Now, the challenge that you have, Saeed, is you only have a 25% sale of one out of four people buying organically, which means... You are living and dying by PPC, which is why your tacos is so high. So my recommendation to you, focus on conversion improvements. Focus on SEO. Those two things will be crucial for you. So if we look at an actual listing today, let's go to my listing. If I have a problem with conversion, the first thing I would look at is how is my main image? Do I have everything in the main image that I can to generate clicks and interest? After that, do my secondary images tell the story? Do they have the customer avatar? I would say that my secondary image stack for this particular product is probably on the weaker side. I'd give I'd give my own listing a B minus. And I think I have some, I think my main image, I'd give my main image an A. 100% would give that an A but some of the secondary images could be improved with more lifestyle, more product in use. These are total Photoshop jobs, super obvious, right? I would work on more conversion improvements to help it out. Um, As you scroll down, I would focus on all the keywords and the bullets. I would make sure that you have a brand story. Don't forget, when you have a brand story, you can cross sell items and put in more content. As you have a A plus content here, you've got more gigantic images, lots of text, a product grid where you can cross promote. We started testing the get this buttons. I have no idea um, if that actually helps, but uh, it, it's not prohibited to test those sort of things. Um, and here you can see sustainably sourced. I don't know why this is sustainably sourced, but these ones aren't, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, this one probably needs a check mark there. Uh, Geraldine's put put a note, we need to add a check mark there. Um, includes abalone shell polono santo pretty sure our hunter pack has that as well not the shell uh the shell doesn't come with this one when you get rid of that check mark so it looks like my own product listing is completely inaccurate guys um so that happens this one also comes with a box i would put these all in boxes as in fact all of these have gift boxes so we need to include gift box check marks here um so that's you know it takes some cleanup of some of your items sometimes you got to go attribute by attribute. So here you're seeing me criticize my own listing live. We'll do an ASIN review of my own listing here. And and if I don't have a conversion problem, I actually don't. But if I did, those are the sort of things I would look at. I would especially focus on the image stack. That'd be the most important thing to do. Farhan says, can you have a logo plus headline and custom image for sponsor display in one ad group and one creative? I don't believe so. I think it's one or the other. So in sponsored ads, If we, we're going to go in and let's see if we could actually do it right now. Let's just do it live as Bill O'Reilly says. All right. So in here, sponsored campaigns. So sponsored products doesn't apply to this question, but both sponsored brands and sponsored display do. Since he used the word display, we'll go do display right here. So in here, uh, you can set the budget, all the campaign stuff. All that stuff's pretty normal. Let's do my Mega Pint cup. This is a really fun uh, cup, by the way. It comes with an Irish, excuse Irish, a pirate patch. Uh, my, my my partner in the business, uh, I tried to convince him to do a video where he talks like a pirate because he looks like a pirate. He's got this awesome beard. And he looks like a pirate. And he ended up doing uh, some, some content and he sounded like an Irishman. So that's probably why I said Irish when I was trying to say pirate there. All right, so here we go. We select the item. We're gonna go down to the targeting here. Uh, I don't think it's gonna matter whether we do contextual targeting or audiences. Don't think it's gonna matter what type of bidding we'll do, but there's three different types here. Notice how it says new next to contextual. So there are new things that keep coming out inside of ads. So you gotta be paying attention to that. So down here on the bottom though, this is where I believe it's gonna matter. So we're just gonna add a random thing in here. I'm going to go down to the creative. So customize your creative. If you don't check this box, here's what it looks like. And you'd hit launch campaign. Um, Could you create two ad groups? One where you don't customize like this. Notice here how you can go through the ad preview and see how it's going to look. This looks like a regular sponsored product like that. But the second option would be to check this button right here with creative. So if you wanted to have a special brand logo right there, right? And uh, we've got one already preloaded. We're not going to adjust it for time's sake. But in here in the headline, I could start to type stuff out, right? Like I could be like, become a pirate. Like Johnny Depp. Right? And we could type in the headline like that. Now, I'm not actually seeing the headline show up. Let's see where it loads. Where does the headline show? Here we go. So it shows up in this particular one. Become a pirate like Johnny Depp. Right here, we could load a logo and we'd also still see the product. So rereading the question, can you have a logo plus headline and custom image for sponsor display in one ad group and one creative? So I believe the answer is technically no, but as you can see here, if you load the logo and the headline, not every display type uses it. So Amazon Mobile does not use it, but Amazon Page Middle Desktop, does use it. So while the answer to your question is technically no, it still shows up in different ways in the same ad group in terms of the, the way that it's built. Um, now I'm actually really curious if I threw a picture of Johnny Depp. So so here we go. We're going to type in Johnny Depp. We're going to look for a random picture of Johnny Depp here. There's probably some copyright questions on this. Um, maybe we could go to like an iStock and find something that's copyright free. But then if we took we took a, his court shot like this, all right, so we're going to save this image and call it Johnny Depp, and then we're going to go into the campaign. We're going to edit the logo and let's see, can I, how do I get rid of the logo? How do I change something else? That's So I hit edits, add a custom image. Okay, all okay, right, here we go. Add a custom image. Upload image. We're gonna go to our downloads. We're gonna put in Johnny Depp, which I'm not seeing. Hmm. Where did that? Oh, it didn't download as an image. That's why. Load image and new. Like this. Save as Johnny Depp. Is it gonna let me save it? Nope. Still not save. Okay, so here's here's my next cheat. Gonna do a snippet. <laughs> I'm gonna snip the shot. Right. And we're going to take it like that. I'm going to save it. Johnny Depp. It's going to finally let me save it as a PNG. I go back into the content builder, upload image, go to the downloads, Johnny Depp. Let's see what that looks like. I'm just really curious. Uh, too large. Nice. It's got to be 120 by 628, but 5 MB or smaller. All right. So, next thing on the docket here, we're going to open up ERFAN. The fastest ways to edit an image. And we're just going to paste it in there and then we're going to save it as a JPEG. But I want to know what the size is. So let's go to the downloads drop down in here and look at. So it's not showing me the other one's size. So I don't know how big this is. Johnny Depp. Let's see what that does. So what's the KB? MB is at 12. So we got to shrink this in of half. So we're going to resize this. You guys are seeing me work on the fly here. Some of you guys are going to like that. Others are not. 1,200 by 950. Hit OK. What does the size become if we do that? 3.26. Perfect. Hit save. Johnny Depp small. Boom. Upload image in here. Johnny Depp small. And in here, we're going to have a mugshot of Johnny Depp. All right. Hit save crop. Everybody can tell that's Johnny Depp. Everybody can tell that's Johnny Depp. Save crop. So we got a horizontal. We got a square shot. Hit done on the creative. So can you have both the headline plus the custom? That was the original question. And I believe you. it's a radio button, right? So the difference between a checkbox and a radio button. Checkbox, you can include it or not, or include multiples, but radio button, you get to pick one or the other. And what we're seeing right here is you can't have both. That's what I'm seeing. All right. So actually, I'm really curious if I could do well with the Johnny Depp, uh, picture. So now we're going to actually build a real one. So Johnny Depp picture, Megapint. And I usually like to put my ASIN into this as well. So let's go grab my ASIN, put it into the campaign name. Uh, we got Papa and Mama Bear grab the ASIN, put it into the campaign title like that. I'm going to put a budget of $20 because I don't know how this is going to do. I usually just copy the campaign name for the same ad group name. And we got the mega pint right there. I'm wondering which, yeah, I think the, I think the bigger one's going to do better. And then we're going to do contextual, optimized for page visits, sure. And then now the question is similar to advertised products. Would it be better... To advertise to something else. So let's let's look down. So we got contextual targeting, we got audiences, we got bidding. Could we switch this around for a better way to do this? So we got the category there. What about individual products? And let's hit search and type in Johnny Depp. Anything that's about Johnny Depp, it's probably gonna do well for us. So let's see what comes up my own product came up number one that's always good right uh i don't want to advertise on my own for this particular campaign but we're going to advertise on pretty much everything else now one would uh, i really wish they'd have like an ad bulk button to this it's super annoying i go click click add all these times right like that doesn't make sense come on amazon but if we go through and click a few of these we get a pretty good idea uh, there's a lot of different t-shirts uh, a lot of big fanfare and all that good stuff. I bet this campaign is going to do good because I'm showing a picture of Johnny Depp. It's a mega pint cup from the trial should do really, really well. I'm really excited to see. Maybe we'll report back next week. If, if somebody reminds me how the campaign did and we'll see how it does. So I'm just going to add a bunch of these. I'm not actually analyzing these too closely, but here we go. And then anything else I need to change? Nope. Launch campaign. So that is the answer to your question. Bet you didn't expect that long answer, but that was a good question because I didn't know the answer and we just found out live that nope, cannot have both. Thank you for the donation. Are you allowed to insert opt-in offers inside the packaging of your product to get customers to buy your Tripwire product? Do you do this? I think it's fine. Uh, Just don't ask for reviews. As long as you don't ask for reviews, I don't think Amazon will crack down. Uh, if you offer a discount for a future product, try and make it look like you're selling it on Amazon. Cause if you push it to the site, it gets into the gray area a little bit. Uh, by the way, we have a new live record. We have 90 people watching us today live. Thank you for the support and everything you guys are doing. Uh, it's really fun to do this. So inside the packaging of your products, Tripwire product, I think that's totally okay. I wish I had more detail since you had a, a sticker for the for the donation today, but there's not a lot to say on this particular topic. I think it's safe as long as you don't mention reviews. Just don't talk about reviews. The TNC is specifically stating you don't, you're not supposed to take the customer to your website, but I've never seen them enforce that. So I think it's okay. Tanda says, Hey Pope, will sales in... Info through NARF roll into 1099K from Amazon world means some additional calculations and pay- paperwork come tax time. Uh, great question. So it will show up in the US account, I believe. Uh, so it should not create any additional paperwork for you. Uh, but I could be wrong on that. Maybe. So I, I do get deposits from Canada and Mexico, and I'm selling a NARF. So... I don't think it'll affect your 1099 though. I think you can have 110 at 99 for the whole continent. Um, the, the, the amounts in Canada and Mexico are going to be super small. All, all I can say is this. Uh, you don't need to file with Canada. You don't need to file with Mexico. That for sure, I can speak to 100% certainty. Um, but at the end of the day, like uh, your, your CPA or, or accountants, they only care about one thing. How much money came into the account? That's all. That's it. So super easy. I don't think that'll cause you any problems. Karen says, why haven't you launched a chess product on Amazon? Because I talk about launching chess products all the time. I've got one behind me. One of our viewers uh, gave me a chess set. Thank you for doing that, by the way. Uh, really awesome chess set. And is that a niche you know extremely well and you said you'd be successful? And the, the, the reason is is because I don't know how to source products, Karen. I'm not a sourcer. And, and so I would need somebody who could source me uh, a product and uh, it's very commoditized, competitive niche, and uh, everybody and their dogs already bought everything from Queen's Gambit Rush, and so now like the the niche is smaller than it was a year ago. So typically speaking, I go into niches that are growing, not shrinking, and and so like I also love the gift category. It's just a really easy category to be in, so that's why I'm in it. But gift category sucks right now. I don't recommend it. Uh, but I'd say maybe maybe I'll get over to the chess chess category at some point. I really need to. You're probably right, Karen. But truth be told, I just haven't looked at sourcing anything chess related. Hello, Hamza coming in from Facebook. Love you guys over in Pakistan. Thank you. House and Hughes, you've reviewed multiple listing copy softwares that use open AI's GPT 3NLP model. Can you tell this guy does tech? This guy does tech. Do you guys use this in-house? Do you find it to be helpful? If so, have you incorporated it at Mac? We have had uh, a hard time getting our copywriters to want to use technology. Copywriters and technology butt heads. So the tech has to be so dang good that it, it makes their job easier. And for some listings, it does. Uh, but for other listings, it makes it harder to edit. And so that's been the biggest challenge we've had is adoption. Do I think AI copy came a long way in the last six months? Way do I think so. Yes, there's some really cool tech out there. You can find a couple of our videos on uh, copy and AI and robots, writing copy. But we do not pay for a service at this time. Um, We've looked at it very, very closely. We got really close, but, but at the end of the day, I could not convince my copywriter teams to all like the tech. That's been the biggest challenge. VK e-commerce keyword research for UAE. While if similar product in another marketplace like US or UK, can we use that keyword which targets or used in their listing? If yes, how can I know about their search volume? So, So first of all, you can easily find out the search volume by using a tool like Helium 10. You go into the product research tool. Uh, and you can black box some information about the volume by country, all very, very easy to do. So yes, some of the keywords will cross over, others will not. For example, if I was selling a trash can in the United States, I would call it a rubbish bin over in the United Kingdom because they speak the Queen's English over there, right? But over here in the US, we speak cowboy. So very different vernacular. Keywords will not translate 100% between Countries, especially UAE, to say the United States. How do your How does your agency scale SEO updates across lots of SKUs? Your SEO phases are great, however, they're very hard to scale across a ton of SKUs. How have you solved this? I hire lots of um, talented people and I throw bodies at it. That's the true answer. Uh, it's a lot of work, which is why I'm in business. There is not a scalable way to automate these changes. It requires analysis and it requires macros and it requires um, reviewing of the data, which is which is a business advantage for me as an agency and I'm very comfortable with that. Could we make a tool that automatically chases market share? Probably, but if you don't review the, the data and all of it, so for example, let's just randomly look at the search query performance right here. And you see how Dr. Squatch shows up? Uh, An automated tool could start putting Dr. Squatch into my branded listing for my soaps. And if that were to happen, Dr. Squatch would file a trademark infringement and take my product down, right? So let's go to my soaps. And in here, any of these products like this, if, if if we let a robot start editing copy or search terms or keywords, we would end up on the end of the Lost Dogs page. And for those that don't know what I'm talking about, let me show you. This is the Lost Dogs page. Sorry, can't find your page. If that happens to you, your listing has been yanked. Yanked listings. So big pain in the ass to deal with, right? Very, very big pain. So so yeah, it's it's about uh, people. It's not about AI today. I, I bet you there's a bunch of people trying to crack this for SEO, but the problem is Amazon just keeps coming out with more stuff. I've added more, more SEO phases, right? Or then they'll break something, and they take away the pink word keyword update in the brand analytics tool, and you got to redo everything. Um, and 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 it just takes a lot of effort to push that forward. So yeah, scale is a question. I know that House and Hughes has thousands and thousands of SKUs, they're running ten thousand PPC campaigns, a lot of sophistication going over there. You're going to need a lot of bodies. Uh, let's jump. Uh, let's jump over to Karen here, who's got uh, a donation. Uh, five of five of my questions answered. Thank you. As always, you're very welcome, Karen. We appreciate you being one of our super fans, always donating to the channel. All right. You can go back to your regular. Martin says, Hey, Steve, what of your, uh, Steve, what are your pros and cons of launching two products as child parent or separate listings? Thank you. So Martin, I would always launch products together in a parentage nine fifths probably 95th out of 100 times, 95 out of 100 times, if I could speak, I would launch things parented together because uh, it, it's generally just easier to see. Like, So if we go to one of my listings here, and and so you can see how we've got uh, subscribe and saved enabled um, like that, and you can see different prices accordingly right here. Um, but, but somebody that likes one of my products here is probably going to buy a second one, right? So like I got... I'm trying to like, you know, this is the galactic box right here, right? Like uh, somebody that likes Star Wars. Cool, I've got red and black for the evil guys and green and blue for the good guys, right? I saw some data that said that Star Wars, Star Wars soap was a thing. Now, I'm not using the word Star Wars, um, but I'm trying to rank for it. You better believe. In fact, let's see what my rank is for this Star Wars soap. Let's just see if I come up. Well, you can see my ad right there. That's good. But do I organically rank? Not so much, fortunately. So that's the biggest challenge right there. But I do have brand ads showing up in two locations. And, you know, you know, it got a little lightsaber there. I'm placating a little bit. Uh, I wonder I wonder when these guys launched this. Because they have full-on license soaped here. That's probably where the data came from. New product right here. Dr. Squatch is paying attention to the same data I am. When did they launch this? I'm really curious. Let's see if we can find the launch date. No control F on launch. Okay. So don't see when it went live, but you can see this is ranked 10,000 in beauty. These guys are crushing it. I'm pretty sure this product's brand new in the last three months. Uh, And they went out and licensed it. Jeez Louise, They're, they're killing me. You guys are smarter than I am. I didn't license the soap. That looks incredible. But it costs $55. So they're paying a huge licensing fee. Check that out. Wow. All right. These guys are smart. These guys are really smart. I have to give them to them. Dr. Squatch, I'm impressed. Kaleem says best technique to find a profitable product in FBA warehouse. So there are many, many ways that you guys can source and find and build products. My favorite and preferred way is just stick what you know. Build a product that you understand that you have a tenure, hobby on, and let the data support you after the fact. If you start with what you know and then go to the product's uh, data and the research and the tools, you'll be in really good shape. If you start with the data first, you're going to end up selling something you don't understand. You won't be able to market as well and the like. As for profit, win on price, lose on price. You're going to have to figure out the margin and make sure you're entering a niche that's not too competitive. Uh, Me Too products, it's a price war. It's going to go to the bottom. So how are you going to solve a problem somebody else hasn't solved? That's really the bottom line. And if you can do that, you're going to have a good product. If you can't, not so much. Hi, Steven, coming in from LinkedIn. Nice to see you there. Oasis. So I just wanted a product and it's listed under earbuds and headphones category, even though I listed it under automotive scanners from the back end. Now my ads are showing up in the wrong category. Uh, so I would do a brand registry tickets. I could show you how. So let's go over to brand registry. You're going to sign in right here, right on the brand services page, select the country in question. In here, you're gonna to go to support, contact brand supports, and in here you get a listing issue. Or well, it may not be that one specifically. Is it change of products category? Yep, yes, it, it is. So in here, listing issue, change of product category, type in the ASIN, hit continue, file the ticket, and get it changed. If they do any pushback, send them a cell phone picture of your item as well as a link to your manufacturer's page. That'll get you that'll get you fixed usually within three to five days. Love brand registry questions. Mike says, I have an item I want to sell for over a hundred dollars, but I listed by mistake for 35 and I lose the the buy box. If I increase the price more than $50, $60, what can I do to have the buy box for a higher price soon? Uh, That's a very unfortunate uh, situation that you experience there. So you have two options. I'm going to give you three options. Option number one, if it's a new listing, just delete it, remake it, try again. Second option sell it at the $100 without the the buy box and try and get as many people from off of Amazon to purchase it at $100. You get 20 sales, I bet you the buy box will come back. Option three, instead of going from 35 to $100, go to the maximum dollar you can without losing the buy box, generate some sales, repeat this process until you get up to $100 over time. Now, uh, you might be losing your shirt on margin to do that that way, but you might gain BSR faster by having a lower price entering the market. So it could be your marketing strategy, depending how you look at it. That advice I just gave is super unique. Probably won't find that anywhere else. Let's go to the next. JH says, I have pricing for federal FedEx. I'm starting to lose my eyesight. International ground shipping to Canada from the US. I'm not seeing it as a shipping option on Amazon, only DHL. My FedEx account is connected. My FedEx one rate pricing shows. So, the connection between U.S. and Canada. Um, what I would do if I were you is just print out the the fact that you've bought the shipping or 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 bought the um, from one location to another. You can just market a as shipped and then go into FedEx directly and print it out there, or do it through ShipStation um, or another option there. So I do. I really like ShipStation. It's a pretty good product offering. Um, we've done a bunch of tutorials on how to use ShipStation. It's been a while since I've talked about them on the channel, at least a year. Uh, if you guys are ever wondering like, what third-party services I recommend, in the bottom right of my website here, there's a link to third-party services. There are affiliate links on pretty much everything on this page. So if you click on something and buy it, you're buying me a coffee. I appreciate it. Putting a link to that in the chat. We do have a link to ShipStation right here. And I'm going to put a link to that as well. Um, so feel free to check out Ship Station if you want to get a solution there. Sometimes the Seller Central portal does not cooperate. Should you do a sponsor display competitive ASIN target campaign for the week after prime? I th- we've done this one already. Keep going. I have an item that I want to... S- we did this one too. I think you lost your spot. For pricing... Yeah, we did this one as well. We're way out of... We're Way out. Well, come on, let's catch up, guys. What is your advice for Prime Day, especially for low margin items? Should I run a normal coupon? Why do anything? You're going to sell the same amount whether you run a coupon or not. I don't think you need to run a discount for Prime Day. Won't hear that very many places. Aaron says, when launching a product on Amazon, do you go after the lower volume keywords, 2000 to 15000 or the higher volume keywords straight away? Depends on your budget. If you have a high PPC budget, you can go for the bigger ones. If you are you know, looking, I mean, if your goal is to sell 10, $15,000 a month, you're going to go for the 2000 to 5,000 keywords for sure. hundred percent of the time. How can I rank higher for strike zone keywords? You're going to take the words that are in rank 20 through 50. This is SEO phase three, and you're going to put them into the title, the bullets, the A plus content, the alt text, the search, uh, search term field, as well as create dedicated PPC campaigns, Where you're going to put those words in, and that will help you rank higher for them. You want to get some conversions on the keywords. All right, we're down to last three questions for the day. If you liked today's show, please like it, subscribe to the channel on YouTube, and add a comment with something you like today, especially if you're watching this in the replay. Third to last question: How long does it take to get the RRP strike-through symbol? And how long does it take for the strike-through symbol to last before the discounted price becomes the new RRP? I actually don't know. What RRP stands for. I'm going to guess retail price is two of the letters. I don't know what the third one is. Um, maybe realized or something like that. Um, 30 days is the answer, though. It'll take 30 days before the new strike through will disappear. Uh, so, for those that don't know what I'm talking about, let's go to one of my listings. So, we're going to share my screen. I'm going to go over to Amazon and we're going to look at. I got this Top Gun Cup. I don't think we have it on this one. Let's go over to the age. I think we have it on the Mega Pint. So, we're going to go to the Mega Pint. And it's probably only on the wine glass right here. This is what he's talking about. So you see how it wasn't 17 bucks. We lowered a dollar down. because uh, sales are starting to tank on this. We've the trial is over. I don't know, the trial is over. I'm gonna have to start talking like a pirate to sell some mega pints here. Um, so sales are down. So we're starting to lower the price back down a little bit to keep the sales going. In phase three, should I only focus on keyword rank 20 through 50 keywords or run campaign video bra display simultaneously? So sponsor product keywords are what you want, but yes, you can run it in the video, especially video does pretty good display. Not so much uh, for keyword improvements. My listing has 2,700 keywords indexed, and it's six months old. So you're absolutely ready for SEO phase three based on what you said there. Um, Let me know how it goes. let's, Let's hear you report back and say, yeah, I got 10 more keywords in the top 10 from running that playbook. Would love to hear about that. I've had some negative brand store reviews related to shipping damages. Amazon has responded and took responsibility for those shipments, but the negative review, how can I get the ratings removed? So there's two types of reviews. There is a seller feedback. You can get those removed very easily. They just strike through. Just click a ticket and remove them. They're gone. And then product reviews, those are totally separate. We do have a product review guide um, over on the website. And we actually made some really cool stuff about that. So product review removal guide, my Amazon guide. Anytime I'm trying to find one of my own resources because I've got thousands of them out there, I just go to Google and I type in my problem plus the word my Amazon guy, and you'll find it. And how to remove negative product reviews right there. And we have a list and a tutorial video right there, as well as every type of way you can remove negative reviews and how to put it, what to do, all that good stuff right on the site. Visit MyAmazonGuy.com. If you guys need anything, we sell... This is the first podcast nobody asked me a trademark question. We filed more than 1,000 trademarks. I usually get to pitch my trademarks on the fly. Uh, if, you need, if you're need, if you going to launch a second brand, get your trademark. If you don't have brand registry yet, get your trademark over at MyAmazonGuy.com. Uh, if you need A-plus content, we can help you with that. PPC, SEO, design. All of these services, these are things that we do, and it's our pleasure to serve you. We're a full service agency. We have more than 300 employees and 300 brands we work with. We've been growing very, very rapidly. You can contact us today. Just click on one of these call to actions, depending on what you need. We'll get you to the right person. Got PPC and SEO for your traffic needs, design and platform management or catalog management for all of your template needs, catalog troubleshooting, brand registry bugs. Fixes, galore, lots and lots of different things. Uh, If you missed the uh, video on our ICAP marketing funnel, we released that on Monday. We teased it a little bit today. There's a lot, a lot of good content in that. So go check that out. Uh, Click the video there or Google ICAP, my Amazon guy. Full SEO masterclass, PPC courses as well. Uh, If you guys haven't checked out mag school, -school mag-school.com, we have courses on logistics that new logistics uh shipping feed that you have to use now the old one is getting phased out august 1st go check that out catalog course this is the most underrated course we have i cannot emphasize enough how awesome this catalog course is hardly anybody is enrolled in it Um, and it's because it's the least it's the the dirtiest job anybody ever does but it's so important design courses where a non-designer can learn about all those design elements a PPC course for all of your PPC needs. We do have a $1,000 reinstatement course for those aggregators, agencies, and big companies. Um, this is not for our, the general public. It's to give all of our trade secrets away on that. Uh, we have reviving sales on Amazon for 20 bucks. SEO courses for 10. We're working on a parentage course and a launching course right now. Uh, we actually just hired an, uh, an associate professor to help us build out some of the content on MagSchool. Um, We had a guy the other day give us a great idea about building out um, all the infographics that we're posting across the web and putting them in one location. So we're going to actually we're actually about to release a subscription model where you get access to my entire portfolio of infographics and we add to it every day. And so if you're always looking for tips and what to focus on. Um, Of course, follow me on social media, and we post them everywhere. But nice to have an actual library of the thousands of infographics we've made. So, all right, that's the show today. My name is Stephen Pope. I'm the founder of My Amazon Guy. If you like the show today, tell me why in the comment section. Hit that like button, and we'll see you next week, Friday at noon, Eastern Standard Time, every single Friday and week. Thanks. And happy Independence Day, America. Happy Friday.